Well, hello there. Fancy meeting you here. My name is Tommy Jones, and this is my podcast. So let's take a few minutes, talk about life, and we will see where we end up. Welcome to Off the Cuff. I'm glad you're here. Hello, guys. Happy January, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Tommy. Man, I know I have been on a break for a while. I've missed you guys. Uh, I would like to say I had some like super amazing reason, like I was traveling the world or something, but I wasn't. Really, I just got a little busy, and um, holidays can be a busy time, and then there was just a bunch of things going on, but I am so happy to be back with you today. It's early in January. Uh, my hope is over the next few weeks to put out some new, fresh, hip content, um, some stuff you're going to enjoy. Actually, I mean, I gotta say, I'm pretty excited because several of you have actually reached out and said, hey, we want more podcasts. That feels pretty cool. So uh, I'm really stoked about this. I've, I've got to tell you guys, I'm hoping that I can upload a picture to the podcast because today I'm actually recording. Many of you know my podcast is a mobile studio. Uh, it consists of like a box and a microphone and some headphones that I plug into my computer. But I'm actually recording from a friend's lake house. Uh, it's, it's a lady who goes to our church and she allowed me her lake house on uh, Greer's Ferry or Heber Springs, whatever this lake is called. It's in Greer's Ferry. I think it's Heber Springs. But she allowed me her lake house for a riding retreat. And so I'm going to spend the next 24 or so hours just riding, spending some time alone with God. But I wanted to have a little fun first. And so the acoustics in this room are insane. So I thought I would just do a podcast just to sort of reconnect. Um, Man, I hope, I hope it's going well for you guys. I hope you had a great holiday. I hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, it's amazing to think how fast last year flew by. There were so many gorgeous things that happened. And maybe I should, maybe I should do like a year in review podcast where I just share some of the highs and lows from last year. Now, I may do that. I think I can get away with that as long as I do it early in January. Um, but it's neat. You know, I'm, I'm lucky to be where I am. I'm super blessed. I'm part of a church that continues to brace, embrace new ideas, um, a church that's constantly looking for, for ways to improve, a church that's looking for ways to simplify, a place that's not measuring our success based on the number of people in the seats, but on the number of people who are becoming disciples. And so, man, it's, it's, it's beautiful. But listen, it's early in January, so let's spend just a few minutes talking about some resolutions. Uh, I know for most of us, this is typically a time of year when we resolve to do some certain things. And I'm willing to bet like if I had to make a list of the top five New Year's resolutions, they would go something like this. Number one, spend more time with friends and family. That's probably for most people. Um, number two is probably exercise more, lose weight. Maybe number three, maybe those two are together. Uh, maybe one is spend less time on social media, less time on the phone. If that's not on your list, it probably should be. Um, number four is probably stop smoking, maybe four or five, somewhere in there, stop smoking. A lot of people stop smoking as they enter a new year. And man, I, I haven't smoked for, I think I quit smoking in 2010 after smoking for about 20 years, give or take. So I know the struggle that is. So I'm just, I'm applauding those of you who are going after that battle this year. And number five, maybe something like, you know, just like enjoy life more, read more books or something. I don't know. But all of those pursuits are noble. Um, they're good. Although most of us don't ever stick with them. So what I'd like to offer you today are possibly some resolutions that'll be easier to remember, but maybe a little more difficult to keep. 
But the resolutions that I think we could make today, you and I together, are resolutions that I believe could actually change the world. If you're willing to try them, if you're willing to do them, uh, I think it could change your life. I think it could change the world around you. Um, I'm not saying you should do these instead of stopping smoking and eating better and spending you know, less time on the phone. Those three may be part of these. But if I could offer three large buckets for resolutions we could all make this year, I think we could do some damage in the world together. And I, I want to be honest right here. These are not original. Um, these are Actually, a little background, these came from a guy named John Wesley, and John Wesley was the guy who basically founded the, the Methodist Church. Uh, and the Methodist Church, as, as it was, as it was intended to be, um, the Methodist Church that I grew up in was just an amazing thing, and there's still so many amazing Methodist churches. Um, and, and so John Wesley was the guy who started it all. He was sort of the guy that, that rolled things into motion. But John Wesley said there's three resolutions we should all make. And if you grew up Methodist or Wesleyan, you may know where I'm going with this. And let me give you the three, and then we'll sort of break each one of them down. Here's the three resolutions we can all make this year. Do no harm. That's number one. The second is do good. And the third is stay in love with God. And they sound simple, but living these three resolutions out is a lot more difficult than you would think. But if each one of us is willing to take a step in these three areas, man, I just think the world would change. The first one is do no harm. Let's talk about that. Let's, uh, let's, let's attach a scripture to this, and I think that that's uh, valuable. Galatians 5.13. It says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. Oh, man, that's good. I think we've seen that, certainly, uh, within our own ranks of Christianity. But the freedom that comes from Christ is not a freedom that gives us the right to destroy each other. And so what if before we spoke, before we moved, before we did anything, we committed that we would do no harm? And it's easy to think of this as, you know, like not hurting someone physically, but that should really be the bottom line, I feel like. Um, I, and, and probably, honestly, I'm, I'm a physically, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty um, strong physical specimen who could do a lot of damage physically. But dare I say, I've done a lot more damage over my life with my words than I ever have with my fist. Physical violence is just not a threat I think people worry about a lot with me. But if our first resolution, if our first filter was do no harm, how would our conversation sound with people who we loved? How would they sound with people who were different than us? Uh, how would our conversation sound with friends as we talked about people who were different than us? To resolve to do no harm would be more than just to keep us from hurting other people. It would actually aid us in bringing people to know the truth about Christ. So I got this, this whole line of thinking from a book called Three Simple Rules. And uh, it was written by a guy named Reuben Job, I think. But he says, to do no harm means to guard my lips, my mind, and my heart so that my language will not disparage, injure, or wound another child of God. Woo! Still sounds simple. This resolution can be tough, especially for church people, because we become so bound to certain theologies or ideas that we lose sight of the fact that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior to all, and all means all. But too often we don't speak like we believe that. We, 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 you know, knock people in other churches and other denominations or whatever and, and, you know, tear down this church because they sing different or whatever. Like, do no harm. It means my words and my actions must bring healing, not hurt. One simple resolution. 
What about the second one? If the first one's do no harm, then the second resolution is do good. Sounds so simple, doesn't it? Luke 6, 27. But to all you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. This next part is good. Do good to those who hate you. Hmm, interesting. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. What if we resolve today, right now, to not only do no harm, but to do all the good we could? What if we decided we wouldn't be a church that waited for, you know, some natural disaster to start serving the community, but that we would be a people committed to doing good in every circumstance, in every way we could, that instead of just waiting for bad situations to react, and the church is pretty good about that. I think our churches, I know other churches are. But what if instead of waiting for bad situations, we were creating good ones? We were proactively bringing uh, goodness into the community. Most people ha have a little problem with this resolution because it can mean something scary for us. When we hear do good all the time, we start thinking, well, how far does this go? I mean, I can't always do good. I only have so much to give. I mean, I know there's so much that needs to be done in the world. I can't do it all. I mean, there's times I can't stop and do good, right? I mean, what about the person on the road? What if my gift isn't accepted? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, no, I get that. But what about when you can and you know you should do good? I mean, you're right. We can't do everything for everyone. But in situations where we know we should, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we do good when we can, when we know we should? What if I stopped worrying about the outcome of my good actions and just started doing good things more frequently? What would the world look like today? If just the, I don't know, there's, I don't know how many people listen to this. If just we said, all right, hey, listen, we're going to start doing good, man. We're, and, and, and the verse said, do good to those who hate you. We're going to do good to people who hate us. We're going to do good things for people who hate us. Oh my gosh. What? Who does that? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christos. That's who does that. Uh, and that's who we're called to model. I mean, we're called to model Jesus, our Savior, who laid down his life, even for his enemy. He's on the cross, and he looks out, and he says, Father, forgive them. I mean, come on, man. What would it look like? What would it look like in your neighborhood? Just start doing good for your neighbors. Now, I know that one guy doesn't like you. I know, you know, your kid's ball landed in his yard, and he kept it. Okay, bake him a batch of cookies or something. I don't know. Do good. It means we're willing to live as Christ lived. All right, the, but here, here's what we know. Do no harm and do no good. These things are impossible if we don't keep the third resolution. And the third resolution is stay in love with God. Stay in love with God. This is the foundation of everything we do. And if we're doing no harm out of vanity and we're doing good just so people will see us then none of it will ever matter you might change someone's day but you have no ability to change their eternity but if we're doing these things out of love for God then everything is possible to change the third resolution makes the first two possible not only does it make the first two possible it makes the first two powerful oh that that's not even written down that just came from my that should be written down the third resolution makes the first two powerful that's good I should preach that to love God brings power to doing no harm and to doing good. And so what does it look like to stay in love with God? It looks like to stay in love with your church in part, like to become an active member of your gathering, to love the people, to publicly worship, to attend worship, to bring, to bring yourself to it, to bring life to it. It means participating in the Lord's Supper communion. It means uh, family prayer and private prayer, and, and it means studying the Word of God so that you might know Him better. It means fasting. It means doing good things. Remember, love with God is not just a verb. 
Excuse me, not just a noun, it's a verb. Love with God is not just a feeling or an emotion. Love with God is a verb, it's something you do. Just like when Christ loved us, he came down to us. His love was actively demonstrated through death on the cross. And so if we're willing to stay in love with God, to stay close to God, to elevate time with God over other things, to elevate time, man, this is so like clear to me right now because I'm sitting in this gorgeous place looking out over this lake and I've removed myself from everything for 24 hours. And so I, even as I say this, I know God is calling me into a relationship with him in this moment, calling me to step away from the busyness and the phone and the social media and all this nonsense, to step away and just spend some time with him, to stay in love with God. Is there time in your new year scheduled for alone time with God? Like real, uh, removed from the world. I know you schedule alone time for yourself, probably. If not, you should. I know you schedule alone time with your spouse if you're married or with friends or whatever. Or days off from your work. There's things you should schedule. Maybe, maybe take a trip with your kids, daddy-daughter dates, whatever. Have you scheduled this year time alone with God? Not just the, the, the few minutes in the morning, but like an extended period, 12, 24 hours alone with God. Schedule that so that you might do no harm with power, so that you might do good with power, so that you might live a life this year that's different than the life you lived last year. This is good stuff, guys. I love it. Three simple resolutions. I didn't even know what my resolutions were until I sat down to do this podcast. Now I know them. They are this. They are do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. I love you guys. So good to be back with you in this moment. I appreciate you. Um, I'll be I'll be putting out more soon and those of you who are sending me stuff to talk about thank you that's fantastic super helpful I love it greater things my friends I'll see you soon Jones out